Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 15th of November. There are renewed fears this morning for the Queen's health after Her Majesty sprained her back. Queen Elizabeth II has now been advised to rest, forcing the 95-year-old monarch to cancel her attendance at Remembrance Day services. Doctors say this new injury is not related to the Queen's other recent health battles. Queensland has hit the 70% double vaccinated target, sparking speculation the state may open borders earlier than expected. The target was secured five days ahead of schedule. Vice President of the AMA, Dr Chris Moy, says the recent community cases in Queensland could have caused a spike in the vaccination rate. I think what we've seen is that whenever there's been actual COVID in the community, it has made a reality for people and created the urgency for people to get vaccinated. So it's not surprising that this has happened. Meantime, Western Australia is slamming reports its border could open early. Yesterday, Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt suggested WA could be opening up in January, just in time for the fifth Ashes test. But WA Transport Minister Rita Safiotti says that's not the case. I think we're all sick of um, Eastern, State pol- Eastern State's politicians having a go at how we've managed the pandemic in WA. We're all sick of it. We just want to work together, get our vaccination rates to 90% and then move forward. Overseas and Austria has taken extraordinary steps to try and manage skyrocketing COVID cases. It's now forcing unvaccinated residents believed to be around 2 million people into lockdown. The measures, which don't apply to children under 12, will be set for at least 10 days. Austria has one of the lowest vaccination rates in Europe, with only 65% of its population having both doses. A last-minute deal from India and China to water down key emission targets at the COP26 conference in Glasgow is being seen as a major setback in tackling climate change. The two countries were behind a push to phase down and not phase out coal. Almost 200 countries accepted the compromise. The new deal bringing Britain's COP26 president, Alok Sharma, to tears. I apologise for the way this process has unfolded. Um, and uh, I'm deeply sorry. I also understand the, the deep disappointment, but I think, as you have noted, it's also vital that we um, protect this package. Still overseas, and the boss of China's state-run newspaper has issued a chilling warning that Australia will bear the brunt of a heavy attack if it joins the US in any defence of Taiwan. It comes after Federal Defence Minister Peter Dutton last week stated Australia would stand by the US if China invaded the territory. Former Major General Jim Molan has told Channel 9 a war is coming. Fundamentally, given the power that they have now in their military, they could act any time from now on. And that's what frightens me more than anything. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and thousands of people in the state's central west are preparing to evacuate as major flooding hits the region following days of torrential rain. The main concern is the town of Forbes where the Lachlan River is expected to peak over the next few days. Our reporter Cherie Coleman says residents are frantically filling sandbags, bracing for the worst. 
Tash, major flooding in Forbes is likely to be similar to the damaging floods we saw in 2016, where homes were inundated. An evacuation warning's in place for 8,000 people in town who've been told to get ready to leave. It wasn't long ago the nearby Wyangala Dam was basically empty. It's now overflowing, turning the Lachlan River into a raging torrent of white water. Elsewhere, flood levels peaked over the weekend at Cowra and Canoundra, where farmers are counting the cost of damage to crops, with paddocks turned into giant lakes. And to Victoria now, and with summer just weeks away, swimming safety experts are concerned many young children aren't prepared to hit the water. James Lake in Melbourne says a concerning number of children have missed out on swimming lessons because of lockdown. That concerning stat is from a new report by Swim Australia, Tash. Breaking it down a bit further, 27% of kids have actually been forced out of lessons because of lockdowns where they live, and 28% are missing out because classes at swim schools near them are at capacity. Spokesman Brendan Ward says swimming skills across the country are dangerously lacking. We just fearful that children may never learn how to swim properly. Only 37% of parents plan to enrol their children in official lessons within the next six months and nearly a third of parents said that they plan to teach the kids themselves, which is not great. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. A Florida court case could soon unmask the creator of Bitcoin as $87 billion of the cryptocurrency is up for grabs. Yeah, just as the investing world is warming to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, the family of a deceased man is suing his former business partner over control of their partnership assets. They're arguing about 1 million Bitcoins worth around 87 billion Australian dollars belong to Bitcoin's creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. They claim their deceased family member and his business partner together were Nakamoto, and thus the family is entitled to half the fortune. And to prove this, Nakamoto might have to be unmasked. Like a Hollywood movie, that story, Peter. A survey also making news today of investors is showing Generation Z, or those between 18 and 24, one in two of this age group want to play the stock market. Yeah, low interest rates, the long-term nature of super and a generation who believes in YOLO, you only live once, are playing the stock market like none other. A global prime survey also showed 42% of millennials, those aged between 25 and 34, are also keen on the share market. The only concern is from the industry experts is that they are relying on unreliable advice. I love that you said, what was that? YOLO? YOLO. <laughs> And a big jump in unemployment, Peter, in Australia last week and a 30-year high surge in inflation in the US. But it's not scaring the stock market. Why? Well, it's simple. These pretty usual reasons for a stock market sell-off are seen as temporary. The lift in unemployment locally from 4.6% to 5.2% was seen as a consequence of the lockdown, and that job killer has ended in New South Wales and Victoria. Meanwhile, in the US, inflation has spiked because of supply problems, which the majority of market players think get solved over the next six months or so, and that will push inflation down. Let's hope they're right. Indeed. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, what a game this morning. History made with the Aussies men team now world champions after winning the T20. 
Yeah, we've got both the women's and the men's T20 World Cup in our hands now. Now, the men's was the one that had eluded us for quite a while, and certainly before the tournament, Australia not given too much hope of actually winning it, given the pressure that even coach Justin Langer was under. David Warner's form was a bit patchy, couldn't get a game in the IPL, and Mitch Marsh is one of the most maligned cricketers in the country. But if you stayed up late or if you got up early to watch it this morning, it was certainly worth it. Maxwell looks to finish it, and he might have done it as well. The team that can never, ever be written off. And have finally got their hands on a men's T20 World Cup trophy, and it is richly deserved. On Fox Sports there, so we have been crowned champions for the first time. Mitch Marsh, the man of the match against New Zealand. The maligned all-rounder top score with an unbeaten 77, and was speechless after claiming a man of the match honours. I feel like a lot of people say this, but I don't really have words right now. I mean, what an amazing six weeks with this group of men. Absolutely love them to death, and... Well, champs. Coach Justin Langer uh, spoke as well. Let's hear from him. Yeah, we've got some amazing cricketers here. We haven't had a chance to play together because different reasons for the last 12 months. So when we all got back together, it was almost like a reunion. It's a very, very special moment for everyone. David Warner added 53 in the final. His partnership with, with uh, Mitch Marsh was the difference, and he claimed player of the tournament honours. So the three men under the most amount of pressure uh, stepped up and delivered this morning. And Brett, a Carlton player has sensationally walked away from the game because of his refusal to get vaccinated. Yeah, this is huge. When you look over at the NBA, Kyrie Irving would probably never have to uh, work again. So when he makes a stance against uh, you know mandatory vaccines, um, then financially he's okay. But for Liam Jones, this is a different story and a huge step that he's taken, announcing his retirement from the AFL after you know widespread reports that he is refusing to get vaccinated. The Blues releasing a statement yesterday confirming that with without referencing his vaccination status. Here's the Blues head of footy, Brad Lloyd, who says that they have to respect his decision. I think he won't be around the place. Uh, there's some sadness there. We're sympathetic to those, and they are complex, uh, complex reasons. You know, I sat down with him and uh, and his manager and Brian Cook uh, you know, over recent days, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty strong in his decision. In a statement, Jones says he loves the game and will miss his teammates. So that is a massive call that he has made on his career there, Tash. Absolutely. An interesting precedent for a lot of coaches at the moment. And Brett, also this morning, the Brazilian Grand Prix was live this morning. Who won? Well, it is game on in the Formula One title fight. Lewis Hamilton overtook Max Verstappen to win the Brazilian Grand Prix. The Brit came from 10th on the grid to close the gap on his Dutch rival with just three races remaining. Coming into this weekend, I never ever thought that we would be able to close the gap like we have today. But I think it really shows just, and for everyone, just never give up whatever you're facing. You just got to keep pushing, keep tumbling away, keep fighting. And Dan Ricciardo's race ended early. He had issues with his engine. So great day for Lewis Hamilton. Not so much for Dan Ricciardo. Massive day in sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And there are concerns of further delays for parcel deliveries around the country in the lead-up to Christmas. A spike in online shopping during lockdown has seen a massive backlog with parcels piling up in Australia Post warehouses. September saw a 40% jump in orders with around 10 million parcels now being delivered every week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.